Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the I Don't Care, I Love It podcast. I'm Haley. I'm your host. My co-host Peach is also here snoozing away. So apologies, as always, if you hear a Snorlax in the background. That's just part of the ambiance of the podcast. (laughs) Thanks for being here today, guys. I'm so excited about today's episode. We are doing a Zodiac Dive I was going to say shallow dive. I wouldn't even call it a dive. Maybe more like a skim the surface. Maybe maybe more like a shallow float into the waters of astrology, zodiac signs. I am in no way, shape, or form an expert on this at all. But as you know, I'm, I'm a late night rabbit hole researcher Sometimes I find random topics to get fixated on and I like to do a lot of research about it and whatever I'm researching and into, sometimes I think it's fun to do a podcast episode about it. So today's Shallow Flow is all about the 12 zodiac signs, a little bit of background into like the key personality traits about those, how the actual zodiacs work, your birth chart, all those things just just for fun because as you all know, it's Sagittarius season. I love to talk about my birthday and to talk about myself. <laughs> and so I was thinking about Sagittarius season and listening to All Too Well by Taylor Swift where she said, did the twin flame bruise paint you blue? She's a Sagittarius as well. It comes up now and again in her music. And so I was just interested in learning more about the Sagittarius and the zodiac signs in general. So that's what we have in store today for the podcast episode. But first, I wanted to do a little report. I haven't done a report in like a month. And so I thought, let's just do a little report intro on what's going on. If you're not interested, just hit the skip ahead button a couple times and get into the zodiac. But report stands for rant, eating, playing, obsession, recommendation, reading, and treat. First up is the rant, and it's actually not much of a rant today. It might be more of like a little a little note for your suggestion box, a little a little idea for you. Because I've ranted about this before, but I don't love the Christmas gifts push. I don't love the like consumerism, just go crazy, buy all this stuff. Like how Michael Scott says, I love you this many dollars worth. I don't love that part of Christmas just because giving gifts is not necessarily my love language. When they're thoughtful, it totally is my love language. But just the obligation of buying something for somebody is not necessarily my love language. And I'm bringing this up because I've seen a lot of people, a lot of my friends have been texting the group chat, what are you getting your husband for Christmas? I don't know what to get my husband. And it seems like an extra stressor on the already What do you get your parents? What do you get your in-laws? So, so, so hard. We like to do neighbors gifts, friends gifts. Just feels like an extra burden on something that's already overwhelming. And I feel like for your spouse, at least for us, where giving gifts is not our love language. It just shouldn't be this extra stressful burden for Christmas. Avery and I are kind of like in Christmas together and we don't really care to give or get a gift from each other. So if you love to get your husband a gift and that's so much fun and you're all about it, just please ignore. But if you're like me and it just sounds stressful, might I offer you a suggestion of what we do that we decided our first year of marriage and we've done every year since. So this will be our seventh year of doing this for Christmas. It's our first year. It was probably like November before Christmas. We've only been married for a month. And we were talking about how we really wanted to go on a trip to Sweden 
Avery lived in Sweden. He served his mission there. Speak Swedish, whatever. We thought it would be really fun to go back and visit his mission. So we were talking about it. And instead of doing Christmas gifts, we thought, let's plan a trip to Sweden for the following year. We ended up going, I think, in May that next year. And that started a tradition. So now, instead of exchanging Christmas gifts for each other, we sit down and we plan a trip together because I love to travel. That's like my jam. And poor Avery is married to me, so he's roped into that too. But I think he's adopted it. I think he likes it too. We would much rather prefer to go on a trip together and make those memories. And that's just such a better use of our time and our money and our energy than doing gifts. So instead of exchanging gifts, we sit down and we plan a trip together for the following year. It is the best. My family also kind of does that. Instead of doing gifts from my parents, we do a trip as a family over Christmas or soon thereafter. And you know, you're building family memories. You're having such a good time. It lasts so much longer than something that you would just buy someone. We still exchange sibling gifts, which is fun. And we still all give our parents something. But it's really fun that my parents do that. And that's a tradition that we're going to be doing and that we've already done with each other. Okay, next up on the report is eating. I love Lunchables. I've always loved them. And the more processed and rubbery the cheese and the meat is, the better. So lately at the grocery store, they have little Lunchables. I pretty much like the ham cheddar sandwich ones. And you get a little Lunchable and it's like five crackers and five ham and five cheese and you make your little sandwich and you can do whatever configurations you like. And then there's a Hershey's Kiss or a little tiny treat in the fourth bin and it's been filling my cup. I love Lunchables. I'm not ashamed. That's what I'm eating lately as my favorite lunch or snack. Okay, next up is playing. What is playing on my Spotify right now is, of course, Bad Blood by Taylor Swift with the Kendrick Lamar rap. So good. Next up is obsession or recommendation. I have a podcast to recommend to you guys. If you like true crime, but you like G-rated true crime. I'm not necessarily here for murder and all that crazy stuff. There's a true crime um, frenzy going on at the moment. I'm not necessarily into hardcore true crime, but Avery introduced me to this podcast. It's called The Wedding Crasher. It's seven episodes. At the time I'm recording this, the, the seventh episode has not come out yet. It's coming out next week, so I'm really excited about it. But it's about a con artist, like, getting scammed. It's totally true crime, and the whole investigative process is there. I think it's really fun. It's really binge-worthy, but it's definitely not like rated R for gore and all that stuff. So I've been binging that this week, which has been really great because leading into the R for reading, I'm still in a reading slump. I I have probably started five, six, seven books. I cannot get I cannot get into a single book because fourth wing, iron flame, whatever has a chokehold on me. And I'm swearing off thinking about that because it's ruining my life thinking about it 24-7 like I'm up in the night. I'm so too invested. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. So yeah, if you have any recommendations for what to read when you're in a major reading slump, let me know because the only thing that's helped is this Wedding Crasher podcast. And once the seventh episode comes out, I'm done for. Okay, and lastly, in our weekly report this week, or more like monthly probably, we have our little treat, which when I record, I've talked about my recording process, but I do like to have a little treat, kind of treat myself, you know? And usually that ends up being a Coke Zero vanilla because I just love the taste of it, but 
I get the caffeine jitters. I really can't handle caffeine very much at all. If I do have caffeine, it's because it's an emergency and I have to have it early in the day because it really affects me for a long time. So I now like my caffeine-free Coke Zero. They sell it in caffeine-free Coke Zero cans and then you just get a little vanilla syrup or flavoring. So good with my pebble ice. Mm, it's such a little treat. Basically, it's just aspartame. <laughs> like it's Coke Zero. So it's like no calories, no sugar, whatever. And then caffeine free, like all that's left in there is just aspartame. I know, I know. But it's just my little treat that I give myself when I record once a week. So that's what's sitting next to me and I am thoroughly enjoying it. All right, baby dolls. Now that our report is over, let's get into the topic of today's episode, which is the zodiac signs, Q jazz hands. So these are my notes from my little shallow dive that I did on the ins and outs of the zodiac signs. So basically, there's 12 zodiac signs, and it's based off of, it's all about astrology and the position and location of the sun and the moon and the stars and the planets, etc., at the time of your birth. So it's all based off of your birth chart. So you can plug in the information. It needs to know, obviously, the date you were born, the time you were born, and the location you were born. So it's from the vantage point of where you were born. And that will give you your specific signs, your birth chart, and your zodiac astrology information. There's a lot of websites that'll try to make you pay for your birth chart, whatever. I'll link one in the show notes. It's just from astrology.com that you can get a free birth chart. You have to pay for all the analysis, but the basic parts of your star sign, your rising sign, all of that info is in there. And it's really fun. It's basically like a little personality test. If you're someone who loves to like the pers- the colors personality test, like I'm a yellow, red, you know, whatever, all that stuff. People like the Enneagram. I think it's a really fun little personality explanation. So yeah, that's what your, your zodiac sign is. Most people, I would say, if you're listening to this, you probably know that you are a Libra, for example, or whatever your sign is, you probably maybe are aware of quote unquote what you are. The main one that most people know is also known as your sun sign because it's where the sun is in our atmosphere on our astrology chart, our vantage point at the time of birth, also known as your star sign or your birth sign. This is the main one and your star sign dictates and gives a lot of information about your personality, your dominant personality traits and we will go through each of those and get into the 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 common dominant personality traits associated with each sign but that is based on your sun sign so for example me being a sun sagittarius means that those sagittarius qualities are probably my most strong qualities or that will give me the first and the best glimpse into all my little zodiac personality traits before diving deeper okay but there's other signs other than your star sign there's also your moon sign or your rising sign this is like your secondary one so I am a Sagittarius with a Pisces rising. So Sagittarius is my main, but then the Pisces stuff will creep in and you learn about your rising sign. You're like, oh, that's where I get this and that's where I get that. If you believe in all this jazz. So beyond your sun and your rising sign, you also get 
all of your other stuff. So for example, where all the other planets are when you were born. So you have Mercury, you have Venus, you have all the other planets and they all have different signs associated. So I know that I'm a Pluto Sagittarius, but I don't know the rest. I can't remember. (laughs) So yeah, your birth chart will give you all of that. And these are all these secondary informational things that will leak into kind of making up you, your goals, your desires, your motivations, the way you connect to other people, etc, etc, etc. And all of these little tidbits work together to form our unique astrological DNA, so to speak. So let's get into the 12 signs. We'll talk about each of these, what dates are associated, the constellation. This is kind of bare bones, of course, all the main info associated with each sign. It goes without saying this is not like making up your whole personality unless you totally believe it. This is just, for me, a fun little like anecdote, a fun little thing to think about. Sometimes if I meet, for example, a difficult person and I find out they're a Taurus, it just makes me feel better. It's like, oh, okay, they're a Taurus. (laughs) whatever you know it's fun or someone else is a Sagittarius with you or talking about fire signs it's just kind of like a fun little thing but this is not bible okay unless it is for you but this is just this is just kind of fun but I just want to give that little disclaimer okay here we go so the first zodiac sign is actually Aries and Aries the sign for Aries again these are all the constellations is like the little picture associated so if you go to probably Target right now they probably have all the different zodiac signs on a necklace or whatever and they're different shapes it's the constellation of the stars so Aries looks essentially like a V okay and they are from March 21st to April 19th so if your birthday is in that window you are an Aries Also, if you are born on one of these cusp dates, it's actually called a cusp. You are a cusp. And you'll know if you are, for example, an Aries or a Taurus, say you're born on April 19th or April 20th, depending on the time of your birth. So if that sun was crossing into the Aries or into the Taurus at that time of your birth, basically you can kind of pick and choose which one you like from either. Next is Taurus. Taurus is sign. Taurus is the sign of the bull and the sign kind of does look like a bull. So it's basically a circle or a head with two little horns sticking out in either direction. The dates are April 20th to May 20th. Next is Gemini. Love Geminis. (laughs) Gemini looks like the Roman numeral symbol two and it's May 21st to June 20th. Then we have Cancer. Okay, there's no other way to say this. I'm sorry. Cancer looks like 69 turned on its side. You've seen it before. You know what I'm talking about. All around, I feel like being a Cancer is just bad luck for the image, the symbol, the name. But I digress. Cancer is from June 21st to July 22nd. I'm so sorry if I just offended you. I'm so sorry. Cancers are wonderful, kind people. But it is it is just unfortunate the way the modern world has tarnished your name. Okay, next up is Leo. Leo looks like almost a music note. It's a little circle and then it goes up and curves back down, almost like the the second part of drawing a K. Anyways, this is really hard to explain. But a Leo is July 23rd to August 22nd. Then we have Virgo. Virgo looks like the letter M and then the letter X. August 23rd to September 22nd. Next is Libra. Libra looks like a sunrise, so it's a line. And then a little circle thing on top of the line. Looks like a sunrise to me. September 23rd to October 22nd. Scorpio is next. Scorpio is just the M, basically. 
the letter M, October 23rd to November 21st. Then we have Sagittarius, the star of the show. <laughs> Sagittarius is an arrow. It's like the, known as the archer. So it looks like a little arrow. November 22nd to December 21st. Happy Sagittarius season to all. So that means Sagittarius is what we can see now. That is the constellation most prominent, not in the world, where we are in the, in the galaxy, in the um, solar system, something like that. Next is Capricorn. This one looks like the letter N and then like a little fish underneath it. December 22nd to January 19th. Now we have Aquarius. Looks like little waves, two little waves stacked on top of each other. January 20th to February 18th. And lastly, Pisces, which looks like an H, kind of like a letter H with the lines. Instead of being straight, they're curved. And Pisces season is February 19th through March 20th. So now if you didn't before, you know what sign you are based on your birthday. There's a couple other things to know about the signs. There's a few more elements to this. So there are four zodiac elements. As you can imagine, it's fire, earth, air, and water. That comes up a lot in folklore. Here are the fire signs. Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. Hello. Fire signs are known to be passionate and exuberant outspoken as you can imagine just like fire like it's a lot earth signs as you can imagine are known to be more practical more grounded they are taurus virgo and capricorn capricorn i said that so weird then we have air signs air signs are known to be intellectual and curious so the opposite of an airhead is how i like to remember it Air signs, we have Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. And lastly, our water signs. These are known to be intuitive and emotional creatures. Our water signs are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. Now, stay with me, okay? We're almost done with laying the groundwork, laying the foundation. Beyond having our elements and our zodiac sun sign, there are three subgroups called quadruples. Four of the 12 fall into each of these subgroup quadruples. These three are the cardinal, the mutable, and the fixed. They kind of are what they sound. So the cardinals, these people are big thinkers. They're dreamers. They can kind of talk the talk, not necessarily walk the walk. They're not always known to follow through, but they can dream big. So this is Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. Next is mutable. So as as it kind of sounds like, these are adaptable people, very go with the flow. They can also be known to be wishy-washy sometimes. These are Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. Hello again. And lastly, the fixed, which is exactly what it sounds. These signs are stubborn and resolute. They are firm in their grounding. They know who they are. They know what they want. These are Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. So we have the groundwork laid. Now we know the signs, we know the dates, we know the quadruples, we know the elements, we know about the birth chart, the rising sign, all of those things. Now let's get into each specific zodiac sign and kind of break it down a little bit, give you more background on these. This is what I found from an astrologer wrote an article to kind of break down. I think it was called like Zodiac for Beginners or something like that, like a complete guide, what you need to know. This is not, if you go get your tea leaves read, what you're gonna get, this is the basic. And I find it really interesting. One of these days, it'd be really fun to have an expert come on and analyze me on the podcast for you guys and all that stuff. 
but today you get me and just the information that I've researched. So first up in the zodiac calendar is Aries. Aries, as we know, are born from March 21st to April 19th. The symbol of the Aries are the ram. So the, the symbol, the constellation, looks like a V because it looks like a ram. You got the V and then on the top of the V on either side are like hooked little horns. They are the ram. The ruling planet of Aries is Mars and there are 12 houses within the zodiac that I didn't get into a lot because it's self-explanatory, but Aries is the first house, you know, next Taurus is the second house and so on. So Aries is the first house of self. Self kind of describes them. They're very... I don't know. They're very, they're very about their self in a really good way. So the key traits of Aries are competitive, energetic, impulsive, and fearless. I think those are all big compliments. A little synopsis about Aries, the cardinal fire sign. So that should tell you a lot right there. So remember cardinal means they are big dreamers. They think big, they dream big. And then the fire sign are passionate and exuberant. So Aries packs a punch. The cardinal fire sign is known for being dynamic, athletic, and having an insatiable appetite for winning. For this reason, they take great pride in being early adopters of anything and everything from the hottest new sneaker drop to the latest iPhone, and they pretty much live to compete and argue. Ram tend to have the makings of a pro athlete, trend-setting influencer, or lawyer. Aries. Next, Taurus, April 20th to May 20th. Again, this is the symbol of the bull. So we have that circle with the little bull horn sticking out. Their ruling planet is Venus. They are the second house of income and their key traits are resolute, grounded, tenacious, and sensual. Taurus, because they're the bull, are known for being very stubborn. Not gonna lie, when I was pregnant with my baby, had my due date, knew for sure she would be born in Taurus season, I was a little nervous <laughs> to have a Taurus just because having someone so strong-willed with me strong-willed, I worry that we will butt heads, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Okay, here's our little write-up about Taurus. The fixed earth sign. So remember, we go back to fixed. The cardinal sign of fixed means, you know, they're just stubborn and resolute. And then earth signs are known to be practical and grounded. So I think that really paints a picture for Taurus has quite a reputation for being the most stubborn one of the zodiac. But remember, there are fixed signs in each element. Thanks to their Venus influence, Taurus are actually fairly chill. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. Okay. Uh, they're known for loving luxury and indulgence, being super loyal and enjoying art. I will say, my sister is a Taurus, and I feel like this describes her very well. Known for being super loyal, known for being grounded, known for being, like, firm in their beliefs. Actually, are both my sisters Tauruses? Oh my gosh, they are. <gasps> That's crazy. I mean, it, it sums it up. Okay, anyways, keep going. Okay, and enjoying art, whether they create or just appreciate it. They tend to adore spa days and sweets. Totally true about both my sisters. They're known for taking their time, whether that means having a really long fuse to get fired up, dragging their feet to take action, or being lazy. I think the whole fixed earth sign sums up a Taurus very well. They can appreciate art. They know what they want. They are very grounded in their beliefs. Taurus. All right, next up is Gemini. My husband is a Gemini. I love Geminis. I tend to just gravitate towards them. So Gemini is symbol of the twin. So we talked about looks like a Roman numeral two, and then the tops are like curved. Their ruling planet is Mercury. The ruling house, they're the third sign. So they're the third house of communication. Totally my husband. He taught me how to communicate 100%. 
Their key traits are witty, curious, charming, and flighty. My brother is also a Gemini and that sums him up very well. Okay, here's our write-up about Gemini. The word mercurial, which, you know, mercury, might have very well been created for Gemini. The mutable air sign, so let's review our little signs one more time. Mutable is adaptable and then air signs are known to be intellectual and curious. So the mutable air sign that lives for communication in all forms. They're lovers of sharing whatever is on their mind, whenever, however. Although don't assume they're always outgoing, they can be reserved and shy one minute and incredibly chatty the next. Given their innate mastery of language and social skills, they tend to have a wide, diverse circle of friends and gravitate to career paths that allow them to express themselves and utilize their super buzzy brains. Think marketing, PR, politics, publishing. That is my husband. That is my brother. Sums him up. I love Geminis. I always remember like Geminis are gems. Gems in society. Next up is Cancer. I'm sorry for the diss I gave you earlier. (laughs) Cancers are born from June 21st to July 22nd. They are the symbol of the crab. So that's why it looks like a 69, whatever. It's like the six on top turned sideways, the nine on top turn sideways, whatever, they're the crab. Their ruling planet is the moon. Super cool. They are the fourth house of home life. How cute. Their key traits are compassionate, giving, sentimental, and nurturing. Basically a perfect mom. If you got a cancer mom, you're in luck. Oh my gosh, I'm just realizing all these things. Probably you guys don't care. Avery's mom, my husband's mom, is a cancer and she is just the best mom ever. Compassionate, giving, sentimental, nurturing, home life, all the things. Here's our little blurb about cancer. The cardinal water sign influenced by the shimmering maternal moon, is one of the greatest dreamers and doers of the zodiac. As the ruler of the fourth house, which deals with family and home life, their home bodies who prioritize their connections and loved ones and achieving a lasting sense of security. But their crabbiness absolutely will come into play. <laughs> this is funny. When they're frustrated. I feel so bad. I'm sorry, cancers. You're getting like pounded on. But their crabbiness will absolutely come into play when they're frustrated, feel put upon, or are otherwise catapulted into a moody headspace. They'll go into their self-protected, quote-unquote, shells, requiring time away from others to take care of themselves before they can get back to taking care of everyone else. Love you, cancers. (laughs) Okay, let's move on. Leo, July 23rd to August 22nd. Their symbol is the lion. So they have a little circle and then like the next part of the K. I don't know. It's hard to explain a little swiggly thing. Their ruling planet is the sun. So Leo's our king, basically. Their house, they are the fifth house of romance and self-expression. Their key traits are charismatic, generous, optimistic, and dramatic. Okay, here's our little blurb. The fixed sign, the fixed fire sign is ruled by the confident sun, which informs their positive, cheerful, gung-ho vibe. Driven and self-assured leaders, they tend to be oriented toward taking action in life and they're born feeling like they can accomplish their wildest dreams. Thanks to a glimmery combo of magnetism, luck, and endlessly believing in themselves, although they might struggle to step out of being self-focused, they can be extremely loyal, devoted, and adore showering their loved ones in playful energy in all of life's finest things. Go Leos. Next up is Virgo. Virgo is August 23rd to September 22nd. Hi, mom. (laughs) Okay, their symbol is the virgin or maiden. So it's an M and then a little like fish thing. Their ruling planet is Mercury. They are the sixth house of wellness and daily routine. Here are their key traits. Health conscious, analytical, service oriented, and detail focused. If that doesn't describe my mom, I don't know what does. 
Here's some more info on Virgo. The mutable earth sign might very well be mistaken as an air sign given the influence of Mercury, which means their minds are pretty much going nonstop. Lovers of lists, spreadsheets, and blank journals, Virgos are the go-to researchers, standout organizers, and pretty much A students of the Zodiac. They're also perfectionists who adore working hard to make the end result of any pursuit just right. Whether that's a recipe, a professional project, or research for a partner. Speaking of partners and loved ones, they'll often bend themselves into knots to help and be of service to their nearest and dearest. Love you, mom. (laughs) Okay, let's get into Libra. And this is so random. I'll never forget this. I was dating this guy in college and he asked me what my sign was and I wasn't really, I didn't really know too much about it. And I was like, oh, Sagittarius. And I said, what's yours? And he said, Libra, L-I-B-R-U-H, like bruh. Bruh was really in at the time. And uh, yeah, I'll never forget that. Anyways, Libras are September 23rd to October 22nd. Their picture, their symbol looks like a sunrise. So it's a line and then a little sunrise over the top. Their symbol is the scales, ruling planet Venus. They are the seventh house of partnership. My relationship with that Libra did not work out, but I digress. Gratefully so, because I got a Gemini. The key traits are romantic, artistic, indecisive, and diplomatic. This is all describing this ex-boyfriend I had. Sorry, Avery, if you're listening. It's just, it's just funny to me. He wanted to be president someday and he cheated on me so he couldn't decide who he liked, but he was very romantic. All right, moving on. This is what they have to say about Libra. The cardinal air sign was born to bring balance, harmony, and justice to their work and relationships. Given their Venus influence, they're lovers of art and beauty who are known for being social butterflies and the ultimate hosts. And as the ruler of the seventh house of partnership, they prioritize one-on-one bonds, especially of the romantic variety. But although they tend to be interested in achieving serenity at all costs and connecting with a wide range of people, they're not sheep. They're go-getters who will stand up for what they believe in, dreaming big and putting in the time and energy to ensure a fair result. Okay, next up, before I talk any more about my (laughs) ex-boyfriend, is Scorpio. Scorpio is October 23rd to November 21st. Their symbol is the scorpion, so it looks like just like the letter M, basically. They're ruling planets. They have two, Pluto and Mars, because, you know, the jury's out if Pluto is in fact a planet. Their ruling house is the eighth house of emotional bonds and sexual intimacy. Their key traits are mysterious, magnetic, power seeking, and spiritual. This fixed water sign is known for being one of, if not the most private sign in the Zodiac. Co-ruled by transformative Pluto and go-getter Mars, they're able to command people's attention with their intense, powerful presence and air of mystery. They're also very much in touch with their spirituality and sexuality, but they hold their cards close to their heart. Even after being in a relationship, platonic, romantic, or business-related with a Scorpio for years, you might not know the whole story behind their emotional wounds and at times rough around the edges tone. But once they're In any kind of emotional entanglement, the resolute razor focus sign is in it. Okay, time for the star of the show, Sagittarius. That is me. So Sagittarius are November 22nd to December 21st. This is coming out for the last week of Sagittarius season. So soak it up. Our sign is the archer. So it looks like a little arrow. Our ruling planet is Jupiter, the best planet. Okay, our ruling house. I'm getting crazy. All that um, Coke Zero caffeine free. (laughs) K. 
Okay, ruling house, ninth house of adventure and higher learning. That so describes me. Key traits, philosophical, free-spirited, unfiltered, yes, and wanderlusting. Here's our little info about Sagittarius Ruled by fortunate Jupiter, which brings a magnifying effect to everything it touches, Sagittarius are big, life-loving personalities who adore globetrotting. Being at the heart of any party and exploring as much as life has to offer, they're also born philosophers who are endlessly passionate about their beliefs and have a tendency to hop on a soapbox frequently. You guys, this is almost creepy how much I, I identify with this. Um, they hop on a soapbox frequently in order to share their worldview, often in a way that pulls no punches. They're natural born comedians, entertainers, politicians, and or generally gravitate to career paths that allow for lots of travel. I feel so validated. Our little fire sign Sagittarius. Holla. Okay, let's move on. Next is Capricorn. Capricorn is December 22nd to January 19th. So over Christmas, it will be Capricorn, Christmas, New Year's, all the things. My sweet Nana, my BFF is a Capricorn. Their symbol is the goat. It kind of looks like an N with a little curvy on the end. I don't know. This one's hard to explain. Their ruling planet is Saturn, the second coolest planet, IMO. Okay, they are the 10th house of career and public image. Key traits for a Capricorn are... Traditional, down-to-earth, industrious, and disciplined. Here is what our little blurb has to say about Capricorn. If you want someone who's perpetually motivated to achieve on your team, you're going to want to tap someone whose chart includes the cardinal earth sign, Capricorn. People born with Capricorn are on a lifelong climb up a series of increasingly steep mountains as they're driven to put their noses to the grindstone, succeed, and earn recognition for their diligent, no-nonsense work. In fact, it's for this reason that they have a reputation for being workaholics, but they're also extremely loyal, often exhibit a gut-busting, hilarious, dry sense of humor, that's oddly specific, an ability to show you exactly what's possible when you commit to a pragmatic, steady, grounded approach. All right. Aquarius is next. We only have two more. Aquarius is January 20th to February 18th. Their symbol is the water bear, which is why it's these two little waves on top of each other. Their ruling planet is Uranus. This is neither here nor there, but let me know. Is it Uranus or Uranus? I feel like it's Uranus, but it makes people uncomfortable. So people say Uranus, which is just weird. All right. Their ruling house is the 11th house of networking. Okay. Their key traits are humanitarian, eccentric, individualistic, and cool. Here's some more info on Aquarius. The fixed air sign is making plenty of headlines as we head into what's been coined as the age of Aquarius. Quirky, generally progressive, skeptical, and social, albeit in a cool, aloof, friends with everyone way, those with the water bear's influence in their charts are wired to prioritize we over me, gravitating to causes and, and activities that hold the greater good of society as a whole in mind. They gravitate to more platonic relationships than deeply intimate entanglements and might even opt for non-traditional arrangements as they love to strike out against convention wherever possible. And given Electric Uranus's involvement, they're tech-savvy and science-minded. Okay, go off, Aquarius! Which brings us to our last, our twelfth, our final sign, which is Pisces. Pisces is February 19th through March 20th, and their symbol is the fish. It looks like H, but the two lines are curved. Their ruling planet is Neptune. They are the 12th house of spirituality. Key traits of Pisces include 
empathetic, artistic, psychic, dreamy. Love the psychic in there. And here's our little blurb about Pisces. Imagine not only being super tuned into your own feelings, but also being wired to pick up on and take on everyone else's emotions. Now you're in the headspace for a person who has the significant presence of mutable water sign Pisces in their chart. Incredibly sensitive and intuitive, they are the healers, the hopeless romantics, the artists, and the escapists of the Zodiac. This is my rising sign. This is me. While they have an instinct to get swept up in otherworldly daydreams, fourth wing, (laughs) to get away from any emotional pain, the healthiest way for them to channel these deeply felt emotions is through creative outlets like theater, music, or poetry. And thanks to their Neptune influence, they have keen imaginations and tend to be up for exploring all things related to spirituality, the the metaphysical, and psychology. Okay, you guys, that is the 12 zodiac signs and a little deep dive, a very, what did I call it? A skim, a little float, backstroke float into the world of zodiac astrology personality. Some fun things to do. If you're interested in this at all or you just find it amusing, look up your birth chart and you can find out a lot more information about your birth and your zodiac. And then you can also look up your husband, your partner, your boyfriend, whatever. If boys listen to this, your girlfriend, I don't know look up their birth chart and you can kind of see how you guys are compatible, maybe the things that make them tick, help you understand them a little bit more. So I had so much fun doing this episode today. Seriously, such a fun episode. Thanks for coming along and joining me for the ride. As always, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate my little tiny fan base so much. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. Thanks for leaving me a rating and a review. I'm recording this before my birthday, so I'll put it out there again. My birthday wish, please, is if you have five seconds and you haven't already done it, to leave the podcast a rating and a review. Tell me what you love about it. Share it with a friend. Post it on your story. means the absolute world to me. But most importantly, thanks for coming back each week and listening to me rant and ramble. I love you guys so much. I hope you have an amazing week, and we will catch you next Wednesday. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to I Don't Care, I Love It. You can catch a new episode every Wednesday. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. And if you like this episode, we'd appreciate it so much if you could give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to this episode. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. Oh my gosh, you guys. Peach just... Oh, Peach, what did you eat? Oh. Ew. My gosh. Uh, I I can't. Hold on. Oh my heck. Oh, okay. I'm back. I will probably cut that part out, but sheesh. Peach. Gosh, the, the room has been um, fanned out. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay.